Hey, y'all. I'm Jordan Gill, host of the System Samey podcast. More entrepreneurs are seeking freedom and flexibility, but how does that really happen? Systems, of course. I'm lifting the hood to my successful life-first business, sharing strategies and thought-provoking prompts to how your business can accomplish the same for you. Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the System Samey podcast. I'm Jordan, and I wanted to share with you a recording from a pre-party that I did for my Make Your Mark Live event, which is happening literally this week, this Thursday and Friday, pretty wild. We still have virtual tickets if you want to come and check them out. If you're listening to this after the 22nd of September, then never mind. Uh, But I did a a little 60-minute workshop about how to leverage collaborations in 2024 and beyond. And I thought it would be super helpful for y'all to hear uh, that conversation. And so I pretty much only talk for about 35 to 40 minutes. And so I'm going to uh, leave out the Q&A and uh, audience participation at the end. So that way you can get just a nice, clean recording and again, learn alongside me. So Uh, Go ahead and roll the clip. I'm going to share my thoughts, my observations, my predictions, all of that stuff based on me being an obsessive person and really looking at kind of our online space, but even this honestly just space in general um, and looking at uh, some interesting and unique collaborations as well, which is something that I really love to look at and think about because not that there's anything wrong with doing guest podcasting or speaking on stage or anything like that. I just think there's so many missed opportunities that we don't even know are available to us, or we don't even know to pitch or invite people to. So, you know, it's, it's vast. The, the opportunities are vast with collaboration. So first things first, I like to start with definitions. So we're all on the same page. Collaboration really just is the action of working together to produce something toward a goal. So that something could be, um, you know, a, an event, a podcast, a workshop, a uh, referral partnership. And again, the goal very much depends. And we're going to talk about two, like, the reasons people do collab, because I think most people, when we think about collaborations, it's like, okay, I'm either getting paid or I am getting exposure to an audience. And there's even more opportunity than that, um, that I want to cover and reasons why people would want to collaborate in general. So with that being said, here's so many different types of collaborations. This doesn't even necessarily touch all of them. But in general, here's whatever, I guess the 16 most common, (laughs) which, you know, 16 is still a lot of opportunity, but there you don't have to, like, if you don't want to do guest podcasting, obviously there's a bunch of other opportunities that you can still do with collaborations. Some of these that you may not uh, recognize by the naming and terming of things are things like training tours which essentially is if you take a webinar or a workshop and you literally take it on tour, like Taylor Swift, Beyonce status, where you are going into different paid communities, free communities, 
et cetera. And you are doing your training and then obviously in hopes of leads and sales. So that's what a training tour is. Licensing is um, actually a, a very like legal situation. So have your lawyers ready. Um, but essentially it's giving somebody permission to access your content for a specific amount of time. You think of it like you know, when you see Disney and the NBA getting together, a lot of times the NBA is licensing Disney's characters or logos or stuff like that for a specific campaign or for a specific amount of time. You can do that in the online space as well. Uh, another one that you may not uh, be super familiar with is Roundtable State of the Union. So say that something's happening in your industry, wherever you're at. And you want to bring together multiple people to have a conversation about their perspectives on said topic or uh, breaking news or things like that. Someone who does that really well is Shannon McKinstry, her and three of her like Instagram buddies. Maybe it's not every week, but every other week, they'll look at what is happening on Instagram and share their two cents um, around it, which is really great. So, um, oh yes, the Barbie movie license with so many brands, goodness gracious. Uh, and yeah, Sarah, middle of licensing. That's awesome. Uh, yes, that'll that'll definitely be huge. Um, so yeah, it's it's a lot of a uh, lot of opportunities there. Curated convos. So I've seen this recently a lot and uh, Linda, who I know is on the call, does them. Um, Laura Sprinkle, who I know is going to be in person, does them. Um, Eva, oh shoot, what's her last name? Anyway, um, she also does them, but essentially they are where instead of it being a round table where you curate the four people who are going to talk about a topic, you actually curate a room full of people who all want to have that conversation within themselves. So um, uh, Linda has done them around lead generation or uh, different areas. I know Laura Sprinkle does them about like if you run an affiliate program and you want to get new affiliates into, into your program. So that curated combos are super fun and they're kind of like lunch and learns. If you're from the corporate world, I've, I've found out. Uh, so that's curated combos. And I think other than that, uh, work for hires, that is where, which I'll show an example of. So in my done today program, for example, I hired, um, Ashley Pendergraft who will be live in person and then Naomi Dzunik. Um, and I hired them, paid them to create content for within my program and I bought it out. So instead of licensing where I took something that they already had and just wanted to insert it into my program, I wanted to own it. And so I literally hired them for, gosh, it's been two or three years, but it was either high four or low five figures to create actual content, um, specifically around Airtable and Dubsado for my done in a day program. So work for hires are also a really great opportunity that I don't see a lot of people doing, but I think is absolutely available and out there. Um, if you, you know, have a skill set that could be inserted into multiple different programs and courses and things like that. Uh, Lizzie Goddard, who I know is going to be in person, her and, um, I think it's Fabian somebody. Um, they do this really well where um, Lizzie sells something in a funnel and then there's a copy upsell that is actually Fabian's. And once somebody purchases that, then again, um, uh, Lizzie pays her out for it. So that's a little bit of 
it's not really licensing. It's kind of a strategic partnership, joint venture situation. I don't know what you call it. Um, but again, there's, there's these 16 and then there's kind of all of these little, uh, versions of all of these that you could really take and play with, which is super fun. So here's what I think is the biggest thing missing with collaborations right now. And that's defining mutual benefit because a lot of people think, oh, if I'm not paying somebody or if I don't have a big audience, then there's no benefit to them collaborating with me. And that's simply not true. Um, is that true for some collaborations and for some collaborators? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and really what I want to shine a light on is that there are so many other benefits to collaborations that you may not even have thought about or seen in action to know that it was available to you. Right. And so here's some reasons. Okay. So, um, again, content. So this one, like for podcasting, for, uh, guest experting, for any of those sorts of collaborations, they're needing content. Like they don't need you to bring an audience. They don't need you to like pay them or whatever. Like they're needing content, right? So a lot of times for guest experts or whatnot, guest podcasting usually is free. Guest experting usually has a, a payment involved, but people need content. Like if you are somebody who's podcasting or live streaming or whatever the case is, and your reason for having guests on is because you need content. <laughs> you also may need uh, exposure to somebody's new audience, right? And so again, exposure is, is another thing more for guest podcasting than guest experting. But content is something that people do need uh, in a lot of our online spaces. And so devaluing your expertise or your content should not be happening Uh I don't like to use the word should, but I feel like it's an accurate representation of how I feel. Um, so your content is valuable. Like you coming on and sharing. Um, again, I had Linda on the podcast recently and her talking about her case study with Ellen Yin and how they took past podcast episodes and created a quiz based off of it to increase her downloads. That's interesting. I don't have that story to tell. Only Linda has that story to tell. So if I want that content, I need Linda on my podcast. So thinking through, again, the content that's juicy and interesting and thought-provoking that you have, that's valuable. And that could be a reason that people want to collaborate with you. Next is leads. Obvious, right? So depending on what you're doing, a lot of times, and I'll show some like mix and matches of collaborations and how it doesn't mean like, content is for content and leads, like both people are getting leads or both people are getting sales. A lot of times what you get out of the collaboration, what the other person get out of the collaboration are going to be different and that's okay. And that's very normal. So leads are something, you know, leads and sales are pretty uh, common and whatnot. Again, payment. So the work for hire, instead of, again, me pulling from their own arsenal, I paid them to collaborate and give me exactly what I want. And now I own the content and I can sell it however well I please. So payment, again, is a reason for collaborating. Like you could literally create an entire arm of your business that say you have an expertise in, 
I don't know, launch social media graphics. You could go to every single like um, launch course out there and literally do work for hires and create either a package that, you know, someone pays you for and you create the templates and Canva or whatever the case is individually for each specific program. Or you could go down to service actually and have it be where, again, you maybe give a few templates for free. And then if they want to upgrade and work with you, then it's actually a service collaboration. There was a gal, Katie, in Done in a Day who did branding and she was inserted into a few different people's coaching programs. And when the coaches needed to redo their branding, she was the one in the program that people would hire because she had a whole section inside the course or program that she talked about branding. She talked about how you know, her services work and who she's worked with in the past from that program. And it was a direct line of clients for her. So service also is one that if you have an agency, if you are a service provider, if you have a done for you element, there's opportunity there as well. Um, those of you who know that I'm doing micro apps, this also is an opportunity to, again, if you create a micro app, which is where you take your framework and you layer it over ChatGPT and it spits out an output. So for example, you could create a sales page builder. And again, if you build the micro app that you just insert some information and then ChatGPT, the micro app spits out an actual sales page for you, imagine how many different programs and courses you could take that same micro app and license it to the actual person whose course it is. And, you know, the amount of people that end up using the micro app, you charge that course or program owner X amount per person who uses the micro app. And that's kind of a done for you service. We call it done with AI, but that's an opportunity for you to also collab, get some services, get some, you know, uh, affiliate commissions, get some payments. There's so much there. And then also exposure, right? And I think that people downplay exposure or awareness or having a new audience know who you are, but that is a benefit to people. A lot of times when I'm doing like group collaborations and there's like an affiliate, um, element to it. That's like, I'm going to make like $5 or $9 or $15. A lot of times I won't even sign up to be an affiliate because it's not, I don't, I'm not doing it for the affiliate payments. I'm doing it for exposure to a new audience. So what we may think, and that doesn't, that's not downplaying affiliates. I love affiliating things. And sometimes I really am just doing it for the exposure. And I don't necessarily need to have, you know, the the $5 payments coming in, not because money isn't money, but because again, I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. And again, it's just a way to to share. And again, my reason for doing it is different. Um, so I want to share all these because there's so many, there's so many mixes and matches with all of this, right? And even with, um, I'll share an example. So Jasmine Haley, who is uh, a speaking coach, I reached out to her because I'm like, okay, what would be a cool collaboration for my VIP TED Talk speakers? I want them to feel supported. I want them to get some clarity and some support with their talks. And so instead of me having it be on them to figure that out, 
I contracted with Jasmine Haley and said, hey, I have these, I think, 16 uh, VIP TED Talk speakers. I want them to have a speaker coach. Would it feel beneficial to you that if you worked with these 16 people, you would come down to Dallas in person, you would uh, introduce all of the VIP TED Talk speakers, and in return, that could drive leads for her because she now has 16 case studies that people are watching of how well people have put together their TED Talks. And that's directly going to help her get leads because now the entire audience has been exposed to her work directly and been like, oh, well, I want, if I'm going to do a TED Talk or if I'm going to speak or if I'm going to do a keynote, I know I want to work with Jasmine because I literally just saw all of her work happen across two days. So so we had that agreement, right? And we had negotiations there. So there's, again, there's just a vastness that can happen with collaborations that isn't just with the simplicity of guest podcasting or stage speaking and all that, which again, are cool. I'm not knocking them. I love all of those. And there's, I think that more or less now people are more open to unique collaboration. So Here's again, how you can mix and match collab. So say you're doing guest podcasting, you've got the host, you've got the guest. What are the benefits for each one to collaborate together? Obviously the podcast host is, you know, potentially wanting new listeners from the podcast guest sharing uh, their episode, but they also generally speaking, want content. They want juicy content that's going to pull in interesting parties. The podcast guest usually is looking for leads, right? And so- it is okay. And I show this as like a balanced spectrum because if both parties are getting what they want, it's it's a balanced collab. It's not imbalanced because one person's getting leads and one person's getting listeners, right? Or one person's getting content and the other person's getting leads. If that's what both parties want, that is the definition of mutually beneficial. And that is a successful collaboration. And where I think people get uh, their, their, whatever, tubes crossed, Wires crossed, um, not tubes. Uh, that's a whole nother, whole nother talk. But wires crossed is they're trying to make it the same, quote unquote, that both people get leads or both people get payment or both people get X thing that people are assuming that you're wanting. And instead you're getting, I'm glad you guys are laughing at my tubes cross. I'm awful at analogies and cliches and things. Like I literally mix them up all the time, which is unfortunate. I have a journalism degree and I actually know what I'm talking about, but yet, yet and still (laughs) analogies trip me up. Uh, So summits, right? So you have a summit host. I forgot to put summit guest. Uh, And so again, a lot of times the summit host is looking for, again, sales. So again, having the summit guest share um, the summit and have all access passes being purchased. So that could be they're getting leads and sales from the summit guest. But they also are getting content, right? So those are the elements that the summit host is asking for when it comes to collaboration. And then the summit guest is getting payment and payment usually through affiliate links and then also uh, leads, right? For their own offers and opportunities, right? And I would dare to say even exposure on this one as well. So uh, that's summits and then... Software collabs, which is one of the trends I'm going to show you, is that, again, um, there's a workshop host, which um, 
is you. And then the software, which is obviously the software, either webinar host or whoever it is. And the workshop host usually is getting affiliate sales. If people sign up for that piece of software through you, they're getting exposure to the software's audience who usually has some aligned people in it and then leads, right? Leads for their offers, their events, their programs and software. The benefit of them collabing is, you know, they're getting content. They need con software tools literally need so much content on how people can better use their software. I'm saying this obviously as system saved me as somebody who's obsessed with software and talks about it all the time and talks to different tools and software, like they're looking for this. Okay. And I'm going to show you multiple like conversations that I've had with people who are looking for this. And then also they're looking for leads, obviously. So even if they don't get people signed up right away, they may have a free trial. They may create an opportunity uh, that's specific to you that maybe not everybody has. So if you have a specific, like say if you're doing um, like FG Funnels I worked with and we were going to create like a private invite uh, page that you could only get if you buy through my affiliate link and then they plop it into your FG Funnels account. So you could do the same thing for ClickUp. You could do the same thing for SamCart. You could do the same thing for all these other businesses as well. So here's how we can get unique with it. And then we're going to share some different, uh, again, trends and ways that you can go about collaborating more. This first question is always what I think about. Maybe not in, like the very first thing I think about, but it's pretty close, like second or third. All right, because I need to think about how does collaborating with me make them look good? Because ultimately, generally speaking, uh, you're associating yourself with this other person and vice versa. And so you need to really think about, okay, how does working with me actually give them, you know, vibes, give them status, give them an elevation to what they're already doing. I want my collaborators to feel like I'm making them look really good because one, I am hopefully. And secondly, like that's a lot of the basis of, of collaborations is they're, they're wanting to associate with people who, again, it's a positive experience. It's something that they again, ideally would want to do again or try different collabs with you. So what I mean by make them look good isn't necessarily like, um, again, it's a little bit uh, customized per person, but I know that when I lead with making other people look good. So again, I'm going to talk a little bit about FG Funnels um, and uh, their software because I did something with them, but I wanted to make them look good. Right. So I talk about how there was a reel that I did that I took one of their templates, didn't change any of the colors, didn't change the fonts. It was literally not even close to what my branding looked like. I changed the copy, obviously. I set it up and that reel that went to that landing page converted at 90%. Does that make FG Funnels look good? Heck yeah, it does. So obviously they're going to want me to come and talk to their audience about it. Right. So that one is, is very direct and obvious, but even with other people, you know, how are you going to, again, kind of hype them up and make them look good? Because then a lot of times you'll get more collab opportunities because they're like, oh, like 
she just made me look really good. And I like that, right? Who doesn't like that? Next is if we don't get, you know, if we don't have to get the same thing out of the collab, what's the top priority for us both? So again, that doesn't have to match. That doesn't have to even feel this whole like equal thing. Um, Again, if both parties are getting what they want out of it, then it's an equal exchange. It's a mutual benefit. Even if you feel like, well, they're only getting exposure and I'm getting money, therefore I'm getting more out of this collaboration. Not necessarily. If the other person is just wanting exposure, then they're winning. They aren't, they aren't, they're playing maybe a longer game than you or whatever the case is, who knows, but there's nothing wrong with your top priorities being different and feeling as though there's like not an evenness or equality, right? And everything. And then the last thing, sorry for the typo, is where can you pull inspiration from the business to consumer industry? I'm always, always, always obsessed with looking at, I went to my juice bar place and they had all these little cards for like an acupuncturist and massage therapist, supplements, all this sort of stuff. That's a collaboration. When I walk into a juice bar and I see other opportunities to work with wellness individuals, they probably collaborated on that, right? It's not just happenstance that these cards are sitting here. Um, you know, I look at um, a bunch of different, uh, you know, I guess, you know, Barbie being what it was and is like so many collaborations, like the pink was everywhere. And between suitcase colors and mug colors and crop colors and all of these things, you know, I love to look at the business to consumer industry to gain inspiration and think differently about collaborations than just looking in the online space. So something, I'm going to start this over because I want to um, turn on the video. Something that um, I'm going to share next are, again, some ways that I'm seeing people use their um, either platforms or uh, assets to showcase the fact that they want to do collaborations. Because I think we just, if people don't know that you are a green light for collaborations, then again, how are, how are they going to actually reach out to you? Um, and they may not reach out to you because they may not think that you're open to collaboration. So somebody who does this well, um, is Berna. Let me see if I can get the sound to work. If not, I'll open it up. Of course not. So rude. All right. Hold the phone friends. Let me open it up in Instagram and show you because I thought she did an excellent job of sharing. Like I love sponsored posts and here's the types of sponsored posts that I could do for you and your business. Um, okay. So here's Berna. She is a, uh, like financial educator, you know, hype woman, super fun. And let's see. Okay. So see, she's got the post here. I'm gonna go to the real version here in a sec. And let me know if you can't hear this. So kind of uncool to say as a content creator. Um, okay. Can you all hear that? Thumbs up. Okay, cool. Great. If it hits certain criteria. And I'm going to hit you with a little something. 
Here are three ways I love collaborating with partners, aka three ways we can work together. Number one, I love creating a complete financial lesson powered by your brand. I'm big on characters. I create for our financial inner child. Adulting? Never left my seat. On time is late. You look at this and see a laptop. I see my whole entire work crew. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, fun. In one sec. Mm -hmm. When you deposit your refund directly into your Spruce account. Where were you when I needed you, Spruce? Financially unhinged. I love telling my community how your product can actually help them, but my parameters are free or low price point, immediately useful for folks who are just getting into finance, and doesn't actively antagonize the communities I serve. Adobe Express and I made you an early holiday present. It's a customizable money tracker. It's like an advent calendar, but for people with financial anxiety. Also, as a hype woman, I legitimately feel this way. I'm happy just hyping up your company as long as I believe and actually use your product. But whatever your love language is, then I have to speak it without stressing the other person out. It might be gift giving, any burrito words of affirmation she's right i am worth that many petty get a piece crab cake special who are you how did you get them it's my sponsored video okay i will ask the questions here Airplane. okay i think you get it i truly love the challenge of taking your company's vision and my weird brain and mashing them together until we create a content baby that's both useful and entertaining let me show you a couple of comments that i've gotten on my sponsored videos and this is what i call a bomb partnership that stays true to the creator's brand I love how you did this video, gave us some sound financial tips at the beginning. Let us know that we're getting to the sponsored part and the product is actually useful. This is my gold standard. Above all, our collab has to serve my BIPOC, Gen Z, and millennial audience for free. Whether or not they buy or download your thing, did they already walk away from our collaboration with something useful? Shall we brainstorm on how we can... Mm, 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 mm. Hit me up at hey at heybrenner.com or go to beotis.com slash contact and put an inquiry in, we can start talking. And bring your budget. <laughs> bring your budget. I'm going to... Okay. So I'm going to put this reel in the chat so you guys can uh, check it out as well. Um, I think she just does a really phenomenal job. And again, this is, you know, um, obviously she's talking about sponsor content. This could happen for guest podcasts, guest experts, speakers on your stages, um, or the fact that you want to speak on other people's stages, right? Um, what can you bring to the table? Um, so yeah, bring your budget. <laughs> it's funny. So she's really fun to, to follow. And, uh, again, I just think it's doing really, uh, incredible things. So let's go back to my slides now. Um, but again, what I think is going to be huge moving forward is you're going to see more and more people sharing the terms of the, what am I, I can't forget, oh, there it is. Um, you're going to see more and more people sharing the terms of the actual collabs that they want to do. And I feel like that's going to be very, very common practice, even though, you know, this, she's like influencer-ish vibes, but I think that that's something that like the influencer world does right is like, they're very much like, here's what it's like to work with me. Here are the types of things that need to happen. Again, she mentions it has to be low cost or free. It has to be for, you know, folk. It doesn't, it needs to not antagonize the people who are inside my community. Like all of those sorts of things, that is going to be more common practice. And it is going to be, uh, you're going to see it a lot more in the opportunities as well, where it's like, hey, like, 
you know, these, these are the things that are most important to me. Right. So even when I'm in negotiations and if I'm like speaking on someone's stage for free, there are things that I need where it's like my hotel is covered, where, um, you know, I am not required to be at the event the entire time because I'm not getting paid for my time, like literally. So whatever those boundaries or things are that you need, like outline them and have them ready for these types of opportunities. Uh, this is Dama Ju, um, and I will say that uh, we worked together on this page because uh, it was really fun, um, and she wanted my intake, but I think we're going to see way more often actual pages on people's websites about collaborations specifically. So um, if you want to go look at hers, damaju.com. Uh, and go to her collaborations. Um, and so... Again, she shares, I like to participate in bundles. I like to do JV webinars top for your audience. I like to do guest expert trainings. And then she has, you know, speaking kind of separately. But if you want to on your website, whether it's on the contact page or it's a whole separate collabs page, having it outlined, what are the types of collaborations you want to do? Instead of just letting people think or process, you know, kind of what uh, is potentially possible, make it really easy for people to be like, oh, like, I am looking for somebody to come and talk about Thrivecart or to come and talk about, uh, you know, funnel audits or whatever. So now that I see Dama Ju is open to that, I'm going to go and hire Dama to come and do that for my community, right? Um, here's my partnership with tools. So I love seeing this too, because obviously I'm a tool nerd, but I think that this is such a low hanging fruit for so many people. Um, and what I think is an opportunity here is if you are using a tool in some way, shape or form, and you want to tap into the audience that they have, I just went to HubSpot inbound. I just went to podcast movement. Um, I am working with somebody on like bringing in more sponsorships to my business, et cetera. And like time and time again, the conversations are that software is struggling to create content that is most relevant to their audience, right? So they have people in-house who are experts at their, at their craft, at the product. And so sometimes when they create the actual content or workshops and things, it's going over people's heads because they aren't an actual business owner or a coach or a whoever that is using it in their business in some way, shape, or form. So this is Molly Mahoney. And then this is Deirdre um, from Cap Show. I met Deirdre. She's awesome. Um, so they did a whole five-day live stream repurposing boot camp where Molly um, actually got Cap Show, Metricool, and two other software. So it was four software involved in this. And she created this whole live stream repurposing boot camp. It was five days. Uh, long. Uh, her and Deirdre um, pre-recorded all the content and then just streamed it live into a Facebook group. And then obviously the goal was for people to sign up for the different software. So uh, Capshow actually, their website went down because um, it, it went really well. Uh, not whole website, but their uh the registration page specifically from this live stream went down. Um, and so they had 300, 400, 500 people. I mean, Molly has a decent sized audience, but 
they had a bunch of people signing up to use this because Molly was able to display how easy it was to, to take your podcast and repurpose it um, as a live stream and then as social content, right? So that I thought was really well done. It's a free workshop, right? But then the affiliate commission is how Molly gets paid. Then um, this one is ClickUp specifically. So for all y'all ClickUp users, ClickUp, I spoke to at HubSpot um, inbound two weeks ago. They are very, very open to these sorts of opportunities. Um, not only because, again, I got this email, but because I also spoke to them and this is a big, big draw for them, right? And then uh, I just got this literally on Friday um, from Tranual where, again, they're reaching out because they're wanting to reach more people about processes and systems, obviously, and naturally I talk about that. So they're reaching out to me. This is happening. Brands and software and tools are looking for y'all who are using these platforms and want to collaborate in some way to, again, either bring affiliates, et cetera. You could get exposure to their audience. So they will shout you out or add you to their newsletter, right? And that's that's benefit to you, exposure, leads, et cetera. Um, again, behind the scenes collabs. Well, that's fun that my picture didn't show up anyway. Um, it was Ashley's beautiful face, but um, behind the scenes collabs. So a lot of times there's collabs that you see out here in the marketing sphere. And then there's also these, you know, behind the scenes collabs. So again, uh, I don't know the correct term, but like partnered upsells. So if you have um, an offer, that would be a really great upsell for someone else's offer go reach out to them and see if you literally could have your offer be attached to their funnel that's already going, already working, et cetera, et cetera. And then again, they take a percentage obviously. And they really what happens is they pay you out your percentage from the funnel and how well it's working. So thinking about that, uh, again, like I said, licensing guest expert sessions, your terms are very important. Let me give an example. Done in a day, um, I had my work for hire, so I own that content. And then I had these guest expert sessions. The guest expert sessions, I could keep within done in a day program for as long as I ran the program. Once I was no longer running the program, I could not use that content outside of that. So even though I have done in a day self-study running right now, I cannot put the guest expert sessions from the program into the self-study, even though it's the same content and general uh, focus, because of how our contracts were set up, I cannot use that content. So that content technically like dies or goes away, right? And that's and that's totally doable. And if you are somebody who's putting your content in people, like definitely think about that. Like how long do you want this content in here? Do I need to pay a yearly fee to keep it in here? Is it only available in this offer? But if I create another offer, I can't use it. Think about those terms. This is going to become very, very common language uh, moving forward. And then resources as paid products, um, paid projects. So work for hires, like I mentioned. Acquisitions, definitely seeing these all over the place. So Chelsea Clark um, runs a niche site investment company where you can actually purchase, I want to say, Krista Miller used them. Um, she's coming on virtual. Krista Miller used them for her summit. So she literally had somebody purchase her summit and now runs that summit and it's completely separate from her and her brand. So even if you do a really successful event or summit or course or whatever, people are purchasing those things. So um, this was uh, 
Chelsea's website. And then uh, Cody Sanchez um, talks about, again, acquiring boring businesses. So, um, so you'll see kind of those things happening as well on here. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, that's so fun that you just used Chelsea. Yeah, she's awesome. And again, I'm obsessed with terms to consider, but I want to, again, have space to chitter chat with everybody. There's so many ways that you can make uh, collaborations, again, work for you and work for the other party or parties. Think about the length of time for access to your content, right? Is it lifetime access? Is it for a year? Is it for the duration of the offer, et cetera? Content renewal. So again, for my work for hires, I had it in my contract that every year I could hire them for, I think, up to 10 hours of uh, like uh, revamping the actual content, right? Cause theirs was software related. So if there was a big change in Airtable or a big change in Dubsado, I didn't want to have to like do this whole thing. I wanted it to be already set in our contract up to three years. I have 10 hours each year for you to redo the content. And then when I let you know that it needs to be redone, you have a 60 day window in order to get it done. Right. So again, we get really granular, really clear on that stuff. Affiliate percentages, additional exposure. So I talked about how I did Gemma Bonham Carter's uh, AI summit. And then I um, negotiated doing a podcast interview with her. We have gotten several um, AI clients, micro app clients from that podcast interview. More because we didn't get any from the actual summit interview that I did, but I've gotten several from the podcast interview. So imagine if I hadn't done the podcast interview, it just would have been a different type of, of benefit that I got from the summit. Uh, adding pixels to pages. So now I'm talking to Gemma about putting my Facebook pay, Facebook pixel on her uh, podcast interview page, and I'm going to be running ads to that, right? Because if I know that that's going to help me get convert clients and it's going to be a benefit to her, from a collaboration standpoint, because people are downloading her podcast and listening, it's a win-win. So of course she's like, yes, I'll add your pixel. We'll have this link. We'll track it, et cetera. Uh, running ads on behalf of a campaign. Um, I've done this with several people and then repurpose and re-leverage. So you'll see, um, like I spoke with Kathy Heller's uh, group last week and I always, it's arms reach away. Literally, I will have my uh, tripod and my phone off to the side and I will do my interview. I'll do my guest expert session, whatever, and then I'll hit stop. And then I will take that and put it into a, an AI um, video creator and use that content for myself, right, as well. So there's lots of terms to consider, lots of opportunities. And obviously I'm on the collaboration train for life. All right. I hope you enjoyed listening and it got your wheels turning and spinning uh, when it comes to collaborations uh, this year and beyond. Lots of fun to be had, let me tell you. So uh, with this episode, we are wrapped up. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for daily advice or LinkedIn if that's more of your jam. Let me know if anything resonated with you by DMing me or tagging me in stories.